This is the Counselor 101 podcast, where our mission is to encourage, educate, and empower helpers like you. Now here's your host, Heather Lambert. Hi, it's Heather, and it is absolutely that time of the year. What time is it? Well, it's the time of the year when a lot of us start to think about changing jobs, changing careers, changing positions. Even this week, I've been reminded that a lot of my clients are contemplating as spring approaches and newness is in the air, they're contemplating, do they want to make a change? So I thought I'd come to you with just a few quick tips, some of my very best strategies and ideas regarding interviewing for a new position. Throughout the years, I think I've interviewed probably close to 100 people in public school settings and then also for our private practice for clinical positions and administrative team and support positions. And there are a few themes that have emerged that I've really learned create a successful interview experience. So I wanna share those with you really quickly today. So let's just jump right in. Think about this. This is an article from Inc.com. If you're not subscribed to Inc.com, it's a great way to stay kind of aware of different changes in the industry, different thoughts in the industry. A lot of thought leaders post articles and share. So this is what we're learning, is that the number of people looking for new jobs remains really high, 36% as of November 2021, according to Work Humans Report. However, many of those who've moved jobs are finding that the grass is not always greener. And so those people are being called boomerangers. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in just a second, but more than 50%, so more than half of COVID era hires plan to look for new work in the next 12 months. That means a lot of people who took a new job during COVID um, are not very happy with the new position. And also nearly two thirds of these so-called boomerang employees, workers who said that they would return to a former employer, echo that sentiment with this number rising from those who started a new job during the pandemic, 69%. So before you put out that resume, apply for some jobs on Indeed or Monster, I'm really gonna ask you to think about it. The grass actually isn't always greener on the other side. We've had a few boomerang employees, both in my time in public school and right here at my clinical private practice. People who maybe become disgruntled or think that it would be better to kind of go out on their own or find what they think appears to be a better opportunity, only to find out that it's not at all what they hoped it would be. It's not as all as they easy as easy as they thought it might be to create their own practice. And then they find themselves in that boomerang position, wanting to come back and be a part of our team or trying to find something that's really similar. As high as 69% of those who started a new job during the pandemic really wish that they wouldn't have left their former job. Why would that be? Well, as a clinician, I know that when we are in times of high stress, high anxiety, we're feeling overscheduled, we're feeling burnt out, we A, want somebody to blame, and then we B, want to take control and do something to alleviate the stress. Very frequently, the thing that appears the easiest to change is our job. So just think about it before you take that big leap Is this something that you've been thinking about for an extended period of time? Is this something that's in line with your personal values, your personal life plan? Or is this 
kind of an emotional decision based on just how you've been feeling for the last few months and maybe even how you've been impacted by the pandemic. So just give it a little bit of thought, but I'm going to launch right in to how do you stand out in, in an interview? Well, there are three main tips that I'm going to give you. The first is you need to know something. The second is in an interview, you need to teach something. And the third is you need to tell something. So know something, teach something, tell something. I'll break that down for you. So know something. When you go into an interview, the people who are interviewing you are usually interviewing maybe 10, 12, 15, maybe even more. And, and perhaps they've gone through a stack of resumes and narrowed it down based on something in particular that they saw on your resume. So you really do need to have a plan to stand out. What I found is that the applicants who really stand out are those who come in with some sense of eagerness. They really want to work for the business, the district, the practice, and they know something about the practice already or the business or the district or the industry. For example, one of my favorite interview questions to ask is tell me why you applied to work with Clear Hope. If the applicant just, you know, kind of says, something um, about finding the job or coming across the, the job on a job board or a job posting, that doesn't excite me very much. If they, however, have researched the business, they know about our position in the community, they know about our history because they visited our website, <laughs> because they've done a little bit of research, it helps them stand out in the interview. This seems like a person who might be a little bit more eager than somebody who is just haphazardly or randomly going to interview after interview after interview. So research the business know a little bit about it before you go in and share some statistics. It's really easy to find statistics um, on the World Wide Web. So just do a little bit of searching. How many clients do they see? How long have they been in business? What is their history like? What is their business structure? Um, how impactful are they in the industry that they are working in? Are they an industry leader? Are they an emerging company? Are they a struggling company? Or have they gone through a restructure? Know a little bit about the company. You can find that out with just a simple, quick Google search. Mention their website. You might want to talk about some things that you noticed or read about or learned about on their website. That really shows that you were, were a prepared candidate and that will make you stand out. Know the mission of the organization or business that you're interviewing with. Mention that, mention your knowledge about that mission. And, and if it resonates with you, share that. If there's a part of that you, that you connected with, of course, share that. Know the number of years that the company has been in business and also know the business structure. It's very frustrating when we post a job or a job ad and someone um, ask about something that they actually could have read in the job ad or the job description. It just helps the um, interviewees feel like you're prepared if you come into the interview and absolutely share that you know something about the organization that you're interested in joining. And the second thing is teach something. And you might be saying, Heather, you teach during an interview? Absolutely. You know, now in the current era, nowadays, people are not just looking for people to come and sit and fill a position to be a cog. They're looking for people who can innovate, who can lead, who can shift, who can influence culture, who can change. 
So can you begin that even during the interview process? I think you can. So maybe you teach something from a current educational book you are reading, and you might mention that. You know, you might say something like, well, I was just reading this great book called by this author, and one of the ideas that emerged from my, my time reading that book was, and I just wanted to share that with you guys because I think it really is important. Share a quote from a book that you're reading or one of your favorite quotes from someone that you find inspirational or that you admire and talk about your admiration for the person and why the quote is meaningful to you and how it applies to the position or the interview. Teach something you learned at a recent training and mention, you know, I was at a recent training and one of the things that really stood out to me was, and then share that with the interviewees. Share something you're interested in learning more about that relates to the position. So not only do you want to teach, but you want to open up this idea that you really are a learner. You're eager not only to teach and share, but you're also really eager to learn and to grow. I know that'll make you stand out in your interview. And then lastly, tell something. People remember stories. Again, the interviewees might be interviewing 5, 10, 15, 25 people. They might have gone through dozens or even hundreds of resumes. And they struggle to remember the people that they interviewed at the end of a really long day of interviewing, where sometimes the thing that you look forward to the most is your lunch break. But if you can tell a story, you will stand out. So the tip is to share an impactful story about how you impacted someone professionally or share about how someone impacted you personally or professionally. People remember stories, so include some emotion and detail, but keep the story brief and make it memorable. Perhaps even practice the story before you go in for the interview or have a couple of different stories that are options, your story menu to pull from as it relates to the way the interview unfolds. And lastly, my, my final kind of tip to you guys is when you are asked if you have any questions, the answer is yes. Go prepared with questions. And you might say, um, I saw on your website or considering your mission statement, I wondered, and that kind of kills uh, two of those proverbial birds with one stone. You're letting them know that you visited the website, that you reviewed the mission statement, but you're also asking a question so that it appears that you've not only prepared for the interview, but you're also curious about the organization and the position. The second thing that I would say is listen, really listen to the interview questions and ask the interviewees if they would like you to expand on any of your answers or if they have any follow-up questions for you. That is a great question to ask. What I've noticed is sometimes interviewees are, or those the people being interviewed, act, the candidates, they actually mishear or misanswer a question. Listen. Be a listener. You're going to be nervous, and that's okay. That's to be expected. But really listen to the question. Think about the intent of why the question is asked, and then formulate your answer based on that perceived or understood intent. But know that you might miss the mark. So circle back around at the end of the interview and ask if any of the interviewees in the room would like for you to expand upon any of your answers or ask any follow-up questions. That really shows that you are eager to represent yourself fully and accurately during the interview. 
And the last idea is to make eye contact with everyone. It is very uncomfortable to be in an interview as a part of the interview board and feel like the candidate is making eye contact with only one or two people on the interview board or that they're maybe talking only specifically to one person. So even, um, even though the person who asked you the question deserves eye contact, that doesn't mean that you can't kind of look at everybody else in the room. This is really the idea of engagement. You want to make sure that you're keeping everyone actively engaged in the interview because they're interested in you, learning more about you, learning more about what you have to say and what you might offer their company. And then I'll end with just a good luck wish for each and every one of you. Remember this, most interviews are considered two-way. You're not just being interviewed to see if you're a good fit for the company, but you're also trying to see if the company is a good fit for you. So don't hesitate to ask questions about compensation, benefits, work culture. Those are things that are important to you. So represent yourself as a person who values those things. I would also just suggest that you consider sending a thank you note or email to those who interviewed you or at least the person who scheduled the interview. And my final tip is be confident. Go into that interview knowing that you would be an addition to the team and that they would be so glad to have you as a part of their business. And then make sure that you feel the exact same way. You know, for, for most of us, when we go into an interview, we feel um, some nerves, we feel some anxiety, and, and we, we do fear rejection. That's just a normal human characteristic. We want to be liked. We want to be accepted. We want to be picked. But at the end of the day, being picked when it doesn't work for you is not going to lead to celebration, and you'll be one of those boomerang employees. So be confident. Know what you offer and be confident enough to ask exactly what the company that's represented offers. So think about it before you take this big journey, and if you do, I wish you well. Good luck, guys. Thank you so much for joining us at the podcast of Counselor 101. I hope that you enjoy this free content, find it helpful and meaningful in your work as a helper. But do you know there's more? There's actually a lot more to Counselor 101. I'd like to invite you to take advantage of all that Counselor 101 has to offer by visiting www.counselor101.com and becoming a part of the greater community, the subscription community, where you can, for a very low monthly fee, join a community of nine mental health clinicians who are available to help build community, to educate, encourage, and empower you to do the important work of a helper. Just a few of the things you'll find over at Counselor 101 through our subscription website is access to training videos. New training videos are uploaded weekly and you can even have access to CEUs if you're a licensed clinician in the state of Texas, an LPC, LCSW, or LMFT. In addition, we have downloadable files that range from interventions to frequently used assessments to frequently used diagnosis, just all of those things that you need to streamline and begin your work as a helper. Then not to mention access to a private Facebook group where you can interact very frequently 
with the team of Counselor 101. You can ask questions, you can join pop-up office hours, you can get some case consultation. All of this is a part of the subscription membership at Counselor101.com. So pop on over, check us out. We can't wait to see you in that community.